0: Smokey in Seattle. Duh. Is it again today? It was for a little bit. I have a a little air filter, and it's like sending me all these messages. Clear the filter! We're too full! So it's been pretty smoky. Oh, wow.
1: I got up at, for some reason, some ungodly hour that was sunrise. I will say one thing, we have a really beautiful view out the front of Mount Hood and sometimes Mount St. Helens. So on a clear day, usually in the sunrise, I can see the mountains, and it's really lovely. And I looked out, and it was all just this kind of orange haze, and I'm like, ooh, that doesn't look right. hate that.
0: By the way, Claire, my lifeguard (laughs) at the pool says there's an amazing trail in Salem people go to just to take their bikes and ride. And this is what he said. The people there are so friendly.
1: Yeah. Which trail?
0: I'm not sure. It seems like maybe it was around a lake or something. It was a biking trail.
1: Probably Minto Brown. Probably Minto Brown Park. Mm. It's beautiful. It's huge. It goes like all over the place it's on the river's edge but it goes through a trail and it goes through downtown and yeah we've been on it to walk (laughs) (laughs) i have not since we moved here been on it to bike yeah i hear it's pretty great too there's a lot of biking around here there's people who do like there's like an albany ride and a independence ride and there's a ton of that that we have not fully availed ourselves of since we've been here
0: well at least you're in a friendly city
1: it's a very friendly city. Salem is really nice. I've mostly encountered just really, really cool people since we've been here. You feel like, you know, waiting in line at a restaurant or wherever you are, you know, me and my, my mother, rage just to talk to strangers. We've always encountered really nice people since we've been here. That's yeah, it really is. Not
0: like the Seattle
1: freeze. Yeah, that's new. <laughs> the Seattle, when I moved to, the Seattle that I moved into in the 2000s is so different from the Seattle I moved into in the 1990s. And I think the irony there, at least in my opinion, I don't know, Lori, maybe you've lived there your whole life or at least in the area of your whole life. And Anna, not as probably more like me where you came in later. Yeah. Um, I feel like the people who are doing the Seattle freeze, the ones that are like you people don't belong here, are the people that arrived in like 2005. Right. <laughs> They're not natives. Like, Actual, real, like North Pacific Northwesterners are really nice, chill people, and they're very relaxed and they're like welcoming of everybody. It's been a melting pot of people since 1850, you know. And I think the Seattle freeze is, is all the newbies who pretend that they're, you know, hipster natives. So <laughs> I don't believe, I, I'm not saying I don't believe the Seattle freeze is real because I experienced it. I just think they're full of crap. <laughs> and I, I prefer the Seattle of the 90s mm-hmm. than the Seattle now.
0: And then Anna's been a tourist in
2: Seattle. I saw you at (laughs) Chihuly. And Seattle. Space Needle. I haven't been to the Space Needle um, since late 90s. Wow. What a difference. I don't remember there being a revolving floor. Was there always that? Maybe I missed it back in the
0: 90s? Yes, but it wasn't glass. The new one's glass, as if I remember
1: right. It always revolved, although I think it was broken for a long time, so it may have just not been working when you were there. Yeah. The glass is new, and it, that's cool. Yeah, when
0: I was a little girl, we went up there and had lunch, and I remember my mom put her purse up on the ledge, and all of a sudden. She's, like, looking for her purse, and it was, like, (laughs) halfway around the space needle.
1: (laughs) It'll come back. (laughs) Give it time. Sounds like a stock. Is this, Anna, is this your visitor's first time ever in Seattle?
2: Yeah. uh, No, 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 no. Actually, my mom's been here just a few times, just a handful of times. And my brother, I think this might be his second time. Yeah, they're here. It's really cool. I mean, I was uh kind of like, oh man, bad timing. <laughs> because I'm just tired as heck. I um we had a little medical emergency last week. A little tired from that, but it's like, well, you know, it's family and and it's it's really cool to to have them here anyway. Maybe I maybe that's what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have a talk with the brother and you know, I I I'm realizing like like, my mom's getting older, and I'm, you know, I saw her a few years ago back where, where she's living in Missouri, but this time around, she's moving much slower and, you know, all that kind of thing, and it's a little different this time, hmm. I'd say. Yeah. yeah, that
1: can be a little um, disturbing to watch, you know. It, yeah. Nothing
2: big, like, nothing huge,
1: but just little things where you're like, oh, yeah, it's, uh, that's happening.
2: I'm realizing oh I think we need to hold our hand even uh-huh. you know and that kind of thing and I got to spend a lot of the day yesterday with the both of them and and that was my first time at Chihuly too. Oh really? Very impressed. It's really pretty. I was like fully blown away.
0: I know that your brother is interested in Jimi Hendrix. Did you go to KE uh, the what is the music experience whatever that's called now I think they renamed it KEXB?
2: Uh, Mopop Mo um, yeah, is yeah. Uh, yeah, we. I, I want him to go there um, right now. Though he's got his mind on all like the really big time touristy things, which Mopop is. I think today he wants to go to the aquarium and Museum of mm. Flight, and, and then eventually the the Woodland Park Zoo, and and I want him to right. go to Wing Luke Museum yes. because he's he like loved Bruce Lee growing up. Oh. He was so about him. Yeah. And then
0: what about the Columbia Tower? I mean, really, that's spectacular. Yeah, well, he's
2: been there, so I am just I just oh, want okay. him to go places that he hadn't gone yet. If, uh, if our friend still works there in security, you know, maybe mm-hmm. we could go there for free and everything. But he's, he's got his mm-hmm. mindset and stuff. Wow.
1: Well, if you do get to the Woodland Park Zoo, we have an in there, too.
2: I think we do, yes, do we? Do. Don't we?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Do, do you ever, like, even though you know you could probably ask and they'll probably give you free tickets, do you always feel like, I don't know if I want to ask, like, do you ever feel, like, scared about asking?
1: I do. That's it, it, funny. I wasn't too. even thinking free tickets. <laughs> I was just thinking <laughs> that, may, to, to me, I'm not so much about the, the, I mean, the price of admission, it would be nice to save the money. I'm thinking more like maybe you could get, like, backstage where they, feed uh, the sea lions or something you know i'm thinking stuff like that like
2: go in there with the gorilla yeah, so, right <laughs> in the lion cage right. <laughs> Maybe not that, but yeah. <laughs> um,
1: i'm with you though i don't like asking people for things for free i, I only on very rare occasions if will i do that um i don't want to take advantage of people until i because i want to save it up for like when i really need it you know
2: even yesterday we have an end with a space needle and the Chihuly it was someone who used to work with us, and she works it. there um, and everything. And But I was mm-hmm. like, what if I just dropped her name, and, you know, mm-hmm. what, what will they do? Can I mm-hmm. bypass this big line to the elevators? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the needle has an elevator, but Chihuly, I think there's a lot of up and down just getting there,
2: isn't there? I felt like it was just flat. Okay. I- Wherever sure. we
0: parked, we had to go upstairs and then across the bridge and then downstairs, and it was... It felt like really a big hike. but
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, we went from the Space Needle to Chihuly. It was just like, you know, a walk away. Oh,
0: just, okay. Yeah.
2: Right. I parked at uh, our competition's parking lot.
0: Oh. Fisher <laughs> they're they're Plaza. like right there. Did they charge you <laughs> double? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think most of them have moved out of there.
1: Ooh, I wonder if Lisa's there.
0: Yeah, she's not there anymore. You didn't hear? Uh, ah. Yeah. yeah, she went back to Idaho. Yep. She wanted to be with her boys.
1: That's the thing about radio. You, you know people yeah. who work everywhere. You just don't know where they work right now.
2: <laughs> it's true. Right, exactly. So I, I had mentioned like last week we had a, a medical emergency. And I was at Harborview for the first time. During my traffic reporting days, I remember watching the airlift just land there. And we'd always talk about, oh, an airlift is gonna be taking this guy to the Harborview for the, you know, because of a car wreck. I mean, that's level one trauma for like four states. So besides Washington State, they fly people from, I think, Oregon and Idaho and Montana. So just talking about it from a distance, it was like, okay, yeah, there's Harborview. But now being there, it's like you're really. I don't know if it's an appreciation, but yeah, an appreciation and just things that they, they do and they're involved with over there. I mean, it was uh, it was so cool. And, and we had met a patient that in the middle of the night, they flew him from Pasco, Washington, all the way to Harborview. And it was for a blood clot in the brain or something. But he seemed to be doing fine. He was like, he was just actually laughing and all that kind of thing. But, you know, it was really cool. And the paramedics that worked on our family member, he ended up visiting him the next day, wow. and it was just really cool. I mean, these guys are just amazing people. The nurse was amazing, the doctors were amazing, and very interactive. Even with me, I'm just just a family member, but they were like making sure I was involved in it in in the process too, which was really nice. So,
0: you know, something Kudos. that stuck with me, Anna, what you said about volunteering about when you see a world that you're not familiar with and then you recognized there were people there alone that didn't have
2: family. Having had like emergency, you know, situations in the last few years, I, I've learned that it really I think it helps the healing process. If if you have the ability to stick with your your family member or friend that's there stuck in the hospital room for days i i think it makes a difference and and they let you you know they let you like sleep over and everything so really a cool thing
0: yeah, I remember when my um, sister, when my nephew, this was many, many moons ago, but as an infant, he was in the hospital, and they kept telling her to go home, and she was not going to leave her baby, but when she was there at night, babies were crying, and there were so many kids whose parents, you know, they had other family members they had to get home to, and here's these little kids all by themselves in a hospital at night, and, you know, it's like, I don't think that's something people think of is oh, I could go volunteer and just be... Sit in a room with a baby, or with uh, somebody who maybe is just really
2: doing poorly. I think it it uh, it just helps their helps their psyche, or helps something. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: is that a thing you can do? You can be a volunteer who just goes and and like visits and sits with people.
2: I don't know. Well, we
0: we were talking about that. Like Anna's like, we this needs to happen. But I know that like at children's, there are people that. Or, you know, NICU hospitals where people are, you know, they have to do a background check and everything, but they can go and rock and hold the babies. So it is a thing with babies. I don't know if it's a general thing, Mm -hmm. but um, I just imagine what if, you know, what if your family didn't live in the same state as you and you ended up serious in a hospital, Mm -hmm. and before they could get there, you're just alone. That just seems so sad.
2: We saw a lot of that, actually, when it comes to something like, a big emergency, I feel like I'd want somebody kind of there, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, but that would be a great idea, Claire. Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying is that what if, what if there was some organization that just, or maybe a part of the hospital Mm -hmm. that says, Hey, let's have something that makes it so that people, they could be called at any time when we're noticing a patient doesn't have like someone for days in their room with them to talk with, to just laugh with and just even watch TV.
1: I mean, they do have chaplains, but you don't necessarily want the chaplain to come. I mean, that mean, that may have a different yeah. connotation for some people, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I bet it does exist, like you said, in NICUs for children, certainly. I'm curious. I'm, obviously, COVID probably would have put a damper on that, but, you know, I'd like to think it's come yeah. back. But that is, a. I mean, I remember, uh, now this is also many moons ago when I was working at Seattle Rep. We had a show come in that was all italian it was a it was called a circus, but it was really more of a performance and uh, they were all all the crew was either italian or french and and there was a girl who i don't know she twenty four maybe something like that um and they all spoke very little English just enough to to get by and she got very sick and ended up in the hospital and i I want to say it was Swedish. I don't remember what hospital it was. And, you know, they're like the whole insurance and who's going to pay for it and all that stuff. That's a whole different conversation. But just that notion of being afraid and alone in a hospital and then in a foreign country, you know, Mm, we all of us took took turns as much as we could staying with her. Right. And the hospital ended up coming up with an Italian interpreter, which was good, or might have been someone who spoke Spanish and could just translate to Italian I think that's more what it ended up being in order to help with the the doctors and all that stuff but you know I just remember thinking god I would be if this were me I would be terrified in a foreign country yeah now that I think about it Sharon's mom again even more many moons ago than you and me Lori (laughs) was in China she fell and I want to say she broke her arm I don't think there was any interpreter of any kind and they had to reset her arm. They had to do some surgery and reset her arm. And she, they, she said they did a great job. You would never have known that she broke her arm. Wow. So it was really fantastic. But it was like a giant trust fall, right? I think mean, she had no choice but to trust wow. that what they were saying was going to happen. But, mm. oh, man, that's even, ah, surgery. Yes. Ah.
2: <laughs> well, I will say, Harborview, if you've never been there, and hopefully you don't okay. have to, but, like, if you end up for some reason being there i mean holy smokes the view from there because they're high oh. on the hill <laughs> you can overlook like lumen field I, I bet people the entire hospital could hear the taylor swift concert <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or beast mode it's beautiful and p1 one of the parking garages there mm-hmm. that is where they land the the airlift oh. it's like right on top of there so you're parking beneath where they land and it's really wow. cool and like if you're there at night Woo, you can see the entire city. So beautiful.
0: We, we had a mutual friend in there a few years ago, and, and he had a room with a view, and it was like all this terrible stuff going on, and yet he had this amazing view. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So just awesome.
1: Well, I'm glad everyone's feeling better. That's the main thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A
1: lot better. Yeah.
2: What a busy
0: two
1: weeks for you, Anna. She's had <laughs> yeah, a summer. Her. her whole kind summer has been like this. this.
2: I think we're going to end the summer with a bang. We have a reunion on my dad's side in LA in the middle of September. And Labor Day weekend, we're going to go to Vegas to see Gaga. Oh, my God. Really? (laughs) Wow,
0: that is fun. How awesome. I just saw on my show prep that she is so excited. Lady Gaga is so excited about being in Vegas.
2: Mm-hmm. she should be i hope yeah. um if there was any flooding from hurricane oh, wow. hillary hillary uh, mm-hmm. hopefully that's all been everything's like drying up and i mean they needed probably water and stuff but yeah but not all in one day <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, had a, sure. oh, I had a front awesome. row seat
1: for uh hurricane hillary in um, california what
0: yeah. Oh, because you were there with seeing
1: your, your auntie. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, how did we miss yes, that? How did, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I got to watch it all on Do tell. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I lived in, in, not to be cavalier about it, but, you know, I lived in the southeast for many years and went through a lot of tropical storms, tropical storm warnings, hurricanes, tropical depressions, you name it. I was through every single version Dang. of it. And so I pretty much had a... And I'm pretty proud of myself in retrospect, a very good idea of what to expect and the timing of all of it as it came in. And again, I'm not a meteorologist. I've just been through a lot of this crap. (laughs) And and it's different, you know, because out there, you know, you're on a marsh, but out here you're in a, a desert. And also, it was kind of coming in uh, straight up through the land. It wasn't coming directly over from the ocean. It was coming kind of to Los Angeles. It was coming up over land. So I knew it was going to weaken into a tropical storm, which was good news. But I also knew it was going to be a crap ton of rain. But... convincing my 98 soon-to-be 99-year-old aunt that this could potentially be a problem was a big hurdle. Um, And this is an attitude I went through with a lot of people in the Southeast as well. Oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, they always say it's going to rain and it never rains. Just like, not just her, but other people. Oh, they always say it's going to be a big deal or that it is. I'm like, no, this isn't like, oh, it's going to rain. This is a hurricane. (laughs) <laughs> and as far as the forecasting goes, they're very good now. Very, very good. <laughs> they may not be perfect to the minute what time it's going to rain, but they're pretty damn close about. Where it's going and when it's going to get there, you know? And I'm like, yeah. it's just... So I was, like, going around the house and make sure her all her flashlights had batteries, which they did because it's earthquake country, and she's usually pretty good about that stuff. And I went through the backyard, and she has, like, this plastic yard, um, backyard furniture. And I'm like, see, these will blow away. and You don't want these to, like, break your plate glass window, so we're going to put these back here. <laughs> and there was, like, a mop and a bucket. And, like She's like, why are you doing all that? I'm like, because it's going to be windy. You know, just, like, how do <laughs> explain this to people? But, um, but boy, it rained. I mean, it really, and it was beautiful. That's the other thing is the hurricanes, the weather's usually beautiful right before them. So Saturday was this fabulous day. And then it's like, oh, they're so full of crap. There's no storm coming. Isn't that
0: where the calm before the storm comes from? Yeah, yes,
1: it really is. And then we were in this restaurant Saturday on the beach, which was beautiful. And I can overhear like the hostess talking to some of the waiters yeah I just got another call people canceling reservations people are really freaked out about this thing I don't know why I'm like I'm like because you're on the beach in a hurricane but you know <laughs> not not my business I'm just listening you know and and then <laughs> sure enough Sunday you know Saturday night I think it's when it started raining and it just poured it just and it didn't and it, it'll it thing about hurricanes is they come in their bands of rain it's not like a straight up downpour like you get in the monsoons it's like it'll rain super hard for like an hour and then it'll stop and you'll be like oh good it's done like nope it's coming back and it does (laughs) that back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and that's exactly what it did luckily Mm. where we were i worry a little bit because my aunt's on a hillside but you know that hillside's been there forever and you know you see these things in some of the newer construction that are not as well built and engineered the mm. houses come sliding down but her place <sighs> has been there forever and is well engineered they did okay but boy the desert like you were saying vegas and all that just terrible all of the desert communities just to the east of los angeles had a lot of trouble you had not only roads that were impassable but roads that are falling apart because of all the water underneath them it was really really something not and they it was the first i think they said it was the first tropical storm or anything like that that it hit the los angeles area in 84 years um, jeez yeah wow it really was and something. you were there and i was there and boy did it. and i was worried about my flight i kept getting on the delta app and i got a thing from them saying there's going to be inclement weather and i'm like yeah inclement okay you know and you're, my flight was monday morning but at like 6 a.m which meant i had to catch an uber at like 4 and so mm. i was kind of up all night saturday sunday night jeez. wondering is my gonna plane? is my plane gonna take off and is my mm. uber gonna show up um, oh, wow. and he did and he was a great driver there, boy, sure enough, her street. There was a lot of debris. There was just crap all over the place. But it was passable. But we got on down onto Sunset Boulevard to head toward the four hundred and five freeway. And Sunset Boulevard is a major, major thoroughfare. There were trees down all over the place. I mean, we could get through and around. Wow.
0: What? But that wasn't
1: really that bad at all. It's it's the stuff in the desert to the east that um, they had a lot of trouble. But Fort, you know, thankfully, no one was killed. No one was
2: seriously hurt. Okay. Um, they got Good. they got through unscathed. We we don't we don't get hurricanes on this side of the states ever right no it's
1: so rare it's so rare but it's just the Mm -hmm. the weather conditions were there's usually all these again i'm not a meteorologist but all these like prevailing winds and pressure and blah 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 that that keeps them way offshore for whatever reason that did not happen this time
0: I was in the hot tub at our pool, and there was a gentleman there, an older man, and he said he got a call from his family in California. Everything had flooded, and the kids had so, sound to me like a boogie board, and they were just all the neighbors were over there, and they're pulling them around on these little boards in the, <laughs> and the flooded patios, and they said they were having a great time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's probably fine in California. You do that in Georgia, and you, you got gators. <laughs> So you know, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, Dang. I wouldn't do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So how was your time with your auntie? Because I know she's pretty special. She's very special. Uh
1: it was mostly great. She's really quite remarkable for her age. I mean, in every respect of the word, she essentially lives alone. She has a caregiver, a man who comes in every day for a certain number of hours to do a certain number of things for her. But generally, she can do it all. She can do all her self-care. She can cook herself basic meals. She can fix herself a quick martini only one. (laughs) The important things. The important things. And, um, you know, she's knows her limits. She's knows she doesn't have to entertain me anymore. She doesn't have to take me anywhere. We just Uh. watched a whole bunch of Dodgers baseball and I pretty much, (laughs) pretty much fended for myself on food, you know, to get stuff. I did make her go to the grocery store Saturday in case the weather was bad Sunday and Monday. And she was great about that. We went over there and, and, uh, she was a good sport on that. So, uh, She's amazing, and she's funny and fun, and my nephew came over. I have a little nephew that's living there now. Um, he's work, He's trying to get into the movie business. He actually works for Hulu, and mm. it was good to – he's a little – I have another nephew that, that was living there that's super-duper outgoing, and he was spending a lot of time with her. And this, this nephew is sweet and adorable. Believe me, he's a great kid, but he doesn't quite have that same social set of, like, I'm going to call my 98-year-old aunt and hang out with her, Right. And uh-huh. so I felt like I was kind of a good bridge for them to be like, okay, see, she is somebody that's worth hanging out with, and it would be great if you could make some time, you know, kind of thing. And uh-huh. so that was enjoyable, too. He's just, he's the cutest thing. I've, uh-huh. I mean, I know he's 22, but to me, he'll always be, you know, five.
0: Well, and if you train him well, then one day you'll be the 90-year-old aunt right. and he'll be coming
1: to visit you. Exactly. Yeah. That's, so cool. That's the master plan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How to take care of your 90-year-old aunt. (laughs) Yes.
2: That is great.
1: Step one, write me a check.
2: We love our aunts, don't we?
1: Yes. My nephew called last
0: week. I was was house-sitting for his parents. It was really hot. Remember, we were having the heat wave, and he said, hey, why don't you meet me in Snohomish for a drink? And I'm like, wow, yeah, how about that? It was just (laughs) such a great visit. He's an artist, and so he's just so interesting and fun and we just had such a wonderful time and and uh you know we had just had that conversations about aunties and I I feel so blessed because I ha- I have amazing nieces and nephews and they just they treat me so well awesome. and they make me feel so loved and cared for and it's, it's just so amazing and wonderful
1: love that that is so sweet
0: when the nephew calls you go get a drink
1: oh <laughs> <Aww, this laughs> yeah so great. and I
0: have to brag on him a little besides being an amazing artist he told me that he'd been brewing for a while this book he wanted to write, a kid's book. And he told me this story, and I'm crying. It's such a beautiful story. And I'm like, write it. And he's got all these art shows coming up. Besides working full time, he's so busy. And so about two days later, he texts me. He goes, here it is, Auntie. I wrote it. I'm so proud of him. Now he's just got to do the artwork because it's kind of a children's book. I'm just so proud of him. Wow. Oh, no.
2: You
1: have a way of getting people to write books, Lori.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: My superpower can you say what the name the title is yet or, or is just uh, not yet he, he,
0: well you know this is so sweet he doesn't have a. I don't know if he has a title but it's about and he's using his mom my sister as the main character and she tra- takes her family up to see these red-winged blackbirds, birds because everybody knows my sister loves red-winged blackbirds and so they're also busy on their technology they miss the big flock of birds oh. and they get to the top of the mountain and then they go can we go this was boring And so then, when the mom passes away later, she asks, all she asks is that they go up without a phone. And then they see all these flocks of birds. And so, and then he, you know, he wraps a whole story around it. So it's pretty touching. And it's pretty sweet that he includes his mom, who is a bird lover. And yeah, so it's pretty sweet. I know, I can't wait to see it. I can't (laughs) wait to see what Artie puts with it.
2: Soon we're going to see it on Amazon.com. I'm sure I'll be
0: I'll be like, "Hey everybody, get this book." <laughs> I'm like, "But hey, I don't see Auntie in there."
1: <laughs> that's okay. How special though that he wrote it and then he shared it with you. Like he was probably, I yeah. mean, that's really great the inspiration that you were to him. You'll be in the next book, I'm sure. But um What a great relationship that is.
0: Yeah, I I think it's so great, and I love it when you—sometimes I feel like I go too deep too quick with everybody, like, you know, (laughs) let's get real. But it it is really fun when you can just have these great conversations and really hear their heart and what's important to them. Mm -hmm.
1: It's weird to see them—I mean, anybody, children, nieces, and nephews—as people you like when they start to find their place in the world as who they are and who they want to be and what they like and what they don't Mm -hmm. like it's very it's such a strange you know i'm anna i'm kind of thinking about how you you have it on both sides right like you're watching your your mom get older and seeing those things and you're also watching your kids get older and seeing those things and you know the perspective of life of of of, and not now i'm getting all deep like Lori, but (laughs) you know it it's fun and it's startling and it's all those things
2: Mm-hmm. All the things.
1: The circle of life. Oh, my gosh. She's the lying. circle <laughs> of life. <laughs> na, 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 na. Um, real quick, because then i got to go. I was, <laughs> I don't often listen to our podcast. <laughs> I, like, once, uh, once I talk, I just, like, it's, it's in the ether now. But I went back and was listening. I was actually listening to the one that, that we recorded on my birthday. And I mm-hmm. realized that Lori sang that's momentous. Like all the times that you and I burst into song and we try everything backwards to get Lori to sing, and she never does it. And there was this tiny little snippet of the birthday song that she likes. And I just want to say that even though it wasn't actually sung to me, it was sung on my day. I just want to tell you that I am very grateful that you chose to break your singing silence uh, on my day. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, it is funny because our podcast comes up in our queue and I do a lot of podcasts and I listen because I teach it. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And so a lot of times if it's something I've done, I just move past it. But what I always find, I find myself all of a sudden it's over and I'm like, I listen to the whole thing and I laugh <laughs> and I, I love it because I love you guys. And I, I just think it's so interesting because usually, if it's mine, my, you know, I have several that I do on my own. I'm like, pass, pass, pass. But ours, all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm almost done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We love us some us.
2: All right, all right. Well, you guys, thank you so much. And where can we find you on the socials? Uh, I'm
1: on Twitter at Claire Beverly, C-L-A-I-R-E, B-E-V-E-R-L-Y, and on threads at Claire Beverly Radio. And I have a
0: bone to pick with X. We'll talk about it next time. I'm on Facebook, Coach Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E.
2: What's X? What's threads? Oh, I'm Anna D. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the name of my uh, little, you know, thing. What? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this is listen and learn or not or <laughs> not.
1: Thank you, girls. I love you. I Thank love you. you, ladies. I love our weekly therapy. Thank you for fitting us in. Me too, me
2: too. <laughs> Bye. So
1: helpful.